0: Welcome to today's episode of Whiskey Made Woman with me, your host, Bunny Love Shock. This is the place for magic, for manifestation, for creating and actually living the life that you have created and that you love. As ever, my prayer is to let love in so that she can do her thing. And if I don't have anything to say, I know that love absolutely does. Love is going to be a bit of our theme for today. Love and God. I'll use those words interchangeably. Love, God, I might even say universe, source, but there's something about love and God that are just calling me today. So that's the language that we'll be hanging out in. I want to talk to you about what happens when you actually start to hand your life over to love. <laughs> and I don't mean it in a in a I am forlorn and shall no longer be taking responsibility for myself. I mean it in the sense of I have taken the action and done the thing that I need to do. And now, God, love, I'm letting you take care of the rest. The past couple of weeks, I have made a lot of change in my personal and professional life. Some of it you will see, some of it you'll never even know about. And that's that's totally fine. And that's, that's the way that it, that it ought to be because privacy is very, very sacred as well. And as ever, I'll share what I can to support and help you in this space too. There have been lots and lots of things that I have chosen again via the gift, I think of the, of the injury and the expression of that that have meant me having some uncomfortable conversations. There are trainings, for example, and spaces and places and things that I signed up to maybe July of last year, August, October, those months. And then it got to January, February of this year. And I was like, no, actually, it's not possible for these things to continue and it's certainly not possible for them to continue in the iteration that they currently exist. So I choose to have a conversation with a, a person or a represent- representative of an organization or, or actually I think that thing is coming to a natural close or completion. I've had glimmers of this as well, by the way, I would say from November. It's very typical of me to get glimmers for sort of up to three months ahead. So I've got a really good idea of both actually what's coming in, in, in my life and, and the resource that's, that's needed around that. That's something that I've always had access to. And it's also something that can be learned and can be trained. Because again, when we're embodied and we live in our bodies and we trust the instinct and the, we trust the gut and the, and the eyes of the heart and the ears of the heart and we trust the third, the fourth and the fifth eyes and we trust the crown and we trust the sacral causeway and we trust the earth star and we trust all of the things that are giving us so much frickin' feedback. And information all the time, instead of being like, "Oh God, damn it!" And you should have gone left. <laughs> Go left. Go left in the first place if that's what your body is telling you to do. Um, but coming to uh, a place where. I've uh, also sent out various pitches for things. I've also sent out uh, various invitations for things. I've also sent out various inquiries. And every time I've sent them out, I've sent them from the energy of for the highest good or not at all. Now, let me tell you why this is really important. Because a bit like we had a conversation, I'm just writing myself a wee note because you know my brain can swivel around in many, many different directions, but there's something I just wanted to make sure that I absolutely do include. So today I did write a note down. So when we're in the place where we're putting our invitations out, when we're having our ideas, when we're taking, you know, massive aligned action, massive aligned action, by the way, is one wee lily pad to the next lily pad. Bibbidi, bobbidi, boop. Step after step after step. A step, bull, chain, cha cha, 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 cha. Okay? It is not climb every mountain and leap every blah de blah, you know, we taking massive aligned action is actually taking loads of gorgeous, tiny wee steps. So we've put the call out. We've said the thing. We've also said, for example, oh, hey, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that anymore. Is there any chance that actually we can complete on that? yet? Yeah. Mm, opportunity to come back and do that in May, June. Actually, no, I've got other things that are coming in. So here's what happens. And here's often why we avoid action. And here's often why we avoid moving forward in our lives. And here is often what actually keeps us energetically sticky, not stuck, but sticky. The fear of rejection, the fear of rejection. And like our conversation about welcoming Sister Scarcity and being like, hello, Scarcity, You know, just like we've talked about shame. Hello, shame. What do you have to tell me today? Why are you here? Ooh, something's happening in the back of my knee. Ooh, something's happening in my thigh. Ooh, something's happening in my heart. Embodied experience. Rejection is what stops us making our art. Reject the fear, the idea, the concept of being rejected is what terrifies us out of. Creating a life we love and living it, creating more love, taking risks, in fact. Because when we talk about taking risks, when we talk about a leap of faith, actually what we're talking about is accepting that we will be rejected. I know it's a goodie. And when you can come into a relationship with rejection and anticipate it, And in fact, embody the feeling of rejection so that you recognize it when it shows up so that you can be like, all right, rejection, how are you doing today? This is fucking uncomfortable. Thanks very much for being here. Unexpected, oh God. And you can still move and do your shit. That is what embodied success begins to look like. Now, why am I bringing this in? Because a lot of the things that I've been moving around having conversations about. And actually, even people have invited onto the podcast. We're working on our guest episodes at the moment for launch. And I'm so, so excited to bring all of those conversations to you. But part of that is I know that fucking nine out of 10 people are going to say no. And wonderfully, the podcast has been the thing that has built my rejection capacity where I'm 100% able to just say, people are busy, people have got stuff going on. And by the way, I love some of the rejections that have been coming back in. I absolutely love them. I've had like, somebody said to me recently, oh, you know, instead of just saying no, thank you. This is also the other, it's a schooling ground, it's a training ground for actually just saying no, thank you. It's totally fine. But also we get worried about rejecting other people, right? So then we all end up getting in this weird abandonment soup full of like spaghetti letters where we're just spelling words out of nothing because they don't even really exist. You know, you're like, anyone got the anyone got the F for forgiveness? And it's like, no forgiveness needed. You're asking for what you want and you need. Um, But yeah, some of the no's that I've had have just been hilarious. And I think what's really interesting is then I get to model that that no thank you is absolutely fine. And really, really it is. That it's grand. If you're not in a space to... um, to do something, it's not a bother at all. So, and let me tell you, one of the only reasons I would say no to being a guest on a podcast is, and this is purely administrative if you don't have a booking link, get a booking link, get something like Calendly. I am not in the mood for bouncing back and forward between time zones and different spaces. It takes up too much of my time and it takes up too much of your time. And the thing is, you don't recognize how much time it takes up. The reason we have such a full booking form for when we invite our guests on is I want all your fucking information up front and I want it immediately that you book because it it informs my intro it informs the copy. I need that information. I do not want to be coming back and forward with you for like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 emails. I don't want anyone on my team doing that either. We've got other things to do. And I am not sorry to say that being the person to not come on your podcast because you haven't got yourself organized to even have a booking link. I am, I will be that person. I am that person. I am that person. I will literally go on. I really, really don't mind. I know there are a lot of people that are like, no, that person doesn't have enough numbers. No, that doesn't have enough anything. But you never know, you never know who is going to hear your medicine and how they're going to hear it. So even if a person has got like 25 listeners, that's 25 listeners, 25 listeners. That's amazing. That's amazing. In October I could not have imagined 25 people consistently listening. Now we have thousands. Thousands of people listening. It's wild. And it is through excuse me, it's through the podcast that I have got I have gotten more used to rejection and I have not been a class A asshole about it. And made it all about me. Oh, that person doesn't want to come on the podcast. Oh my God, that must mean something. Doesn't mean jack shit. Doesn't mean anything. People are super busy. They also might have been on 55 podcasts in the last, you know, three months. And they're like, oh, I just can't talk about this again. (laughs) So when you become a person and really think about this, where and please can you let me know if you're hearing this anywhere else? Because I do not think... Well, I'm not hearing this conversation a lot about embracing and embodying scarcity, embracing and embodying rejection, embracing and embodying any of the things that we have been taught very recently that, again, we should overcome, that we should beat, that we should master. When you can accept scarcity as a part of life, knowing that there's no amount of money that is ever going to cancel out scarcity, it won't. And in fact, what I know, working with all my gorgeous clients at any level, five figures, six figures, seven figures, upper seven figures, eight figures, scarcity is still present. And when we can befriend that scarcity, oh, holy shit, it is just like seeing a dragon in the clouds. It's like coming, it's like being reborn, no exaggeration here. When we can accept rejection, when we understand it's just sometimes going to be how it is, we're much more likely to just go about our business. Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to apply for that job. Hey, I'm going to go for that job interview. Hey, I'm going to go in introduce myself in, to that person in that store. That's how, back in the day, I... I have always been able to to do the thing that I want to do is how I became an ambassador for um Sweaty Betty. I basically went into a store one day and I was full of myself. I was feeling myself, my outfit was amazing. I was vibing with joy. I didn't give a shit whether they said no or whatever they said. I was just like, hello, I do these things. I could do these things. I know you guys do events. How how do I do an event with you? Would you like to have a cup of tea? Do we like one another? Is this going to be a beautiful friendship? And yes, it was to all those things. I ended up doing, I think, a good good couple of years with them as an ambassador, very similar also to being an ambassador for Marie Curie right at the other end of the spectrum, but actually about bringing aliveness, consideration, different perspectives, open conversation. Can we do this? Yes. Did something change when it changed? We had that conversation as well. Had that conversation as well. This, I think, is also something that can happen at midlife if we really, really allow it. This for me, for example, as a person who trained as an artist, as a dancer, as an actor, for me, this is, this is the place that I start going and auditioning for things because I'm like, I don't need you to, t- I, you saying, yes, you're right for the part. No, you're not right for the part has no impact on how I validify myself. I validate myself. My inner soul parking ticket. I validate that. I validate that. Nobody else stamps that. I stamp that. Another day of awesome? Yes. Was I scared today? Yes. Did I manage it? Yes. Was I scared today? Yes. Did I manage it? No. Do I still love myself? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You know, can I move and lift as much at the moment as I could six weeks ago? No, not at all. Not at all. Does it change my worth and value in the world? Not at all. No. How could, why would it? How could it? Rhetorical questions, by the way. Don't go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) Don't go down that rabbit You were born worthy. You're the original blessing. Your magic is sacred. I need your messy art in the world and I need your messy heart in the world. I don't want it to be perfect. I don't want a website without typos, sweet G. If you have a typo, I don't care. Okay. If you write how you speak, I know who you are. I don't need everything to be run through something to become grammatically perfect. I mean, sweet mother Mary, I mean, I half the time my language structure is made up. I'm because I'm telling you a story. I'm sharing my heart with you. I'm bleeding and bleeding out of my soul to bring all of this love to you because it is. It's incredibly confronting and uh, launching a podcast is a Combination of saying, I'm, I am ready to be rejected and I am ready for people to fucking love this. And the people that reject it, no bother at all. I'm not going to know about it. I don't really care. They are there. They're not who I'm focusing on. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. I'm not here to compromise on my heart. I am not here to compromise on my heart and neither are you. So again, when you work with me, you develop the tools and the somatic magic to be liberated, to be a liberated person, a liberated woman, so that you can truly do the deep work. I've been like, oh my God, I recognize what scarcity feels like in my body. This is amazing. Oh, and it feels as if there's scarcity and abundance here. Yes, there is. Yes, Five million billion stars. Yes, there is. Oh, I'm recognising that I'm using perfectionism as an excuse here, whereas actually I am not trained in being rejected. Years ago, I had a client who wouldn't go and pitch their work to organisations um, because they told me at the time that they had had multiple successes. What I didn't realize was those multiple successes were about a handful, which is great, which is great. So technically, yes, you've got a hundred percent, you know, of five or six or wh- whatever, whatever it was at the time. But we ex, when we learn to expect rejection, when we learn also that there are going to be some days that you're going to be teaching a masterclass, a workshop, a writing salon, A meditation class, nobody's going to turn up. Nobody's going to turn up. Sometimes there'll be other days when loads of people turn up, hundreds of people turn up, thousands of people turn up. Some days it'll just be you and one other person. And you can either be an absolute douchebag about it and let that affect you. Or you can be like, I can still channel the work. I can still show up and do the work. It is never about the numbers. And that's what you realise with rejection. You know, that's what you realise with rejection. I will tell you right now, my social media numbers, especially on Instagram, grew to a certain point and stopped. And I know that was because of me energetically, because what I cottoned on to was that with the amount of reach And the amount of growth, it opened me up to more people basically saying, fuck you, your work is shit, or you're insane, or you're this, or you're that, or you're this. And at the time, I had no resilience for rejection, none whatsoever. Now, I'm like, all right, trolls. (laughs) Every time you comment, you're just doing me a favor because you basically, people are like, oh, there's a lot of comments going on over there. What's that? What's that? Every time you have a conversation with me, every time you tell me that you don't love yourself, I will just send another love bubble your way. Don't you worry about that. And then when you can come into that place of not fearing rejection, not fearing getting it wrong or fearing rejection or fearing it getting it wrong and being there and still moving lily pad to lily pad into becoming abundance, even more abundance than you are. No longer hoarding your gifts. That's another thing I discovered as we were talking about hoarding and scarcity. I've got 25 ebooks, people, all written. That doesn't include the manuscripts that I've written for full-on books. And again, in the old Google Drive. But don't you worry, we're bringing them all out. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. When we open the online store, you will be like, Oh, that's my... <laughs> that's my sound for your heart being overwhelmed about what to choose first to get your heart teeth into you'll be like oh, i want to read this thing about archetypes oh my god what's this thing about re-enchantment Ooh, a thing about how you actually make a house a home oh my god what wedding prep well how are these all linked together they're linked together because they come through me and your work is linked together because it comes through you and your recipes are linked together because it comes through you your poetry your art Anything and everything that you do is linked together. You don't need it to make sense to anyone and don't let anybody convince you otherwise. You know, the really good marketers in the world, their clients are wild, their clients are passionate and they'll let them be that. They let them be that. They don't change their writing. They don't change the script. We don't get up and go and change a masterpiece that comes out of an artist, We also don't go into people's sketchbooks and then immediately start sketching. I've had that with my writing before. When I've written things, you know, that are going to be used across my work. And then, and then other, the other person or people will just actually start working on changing it in front of me. That is the equivalent of coming up and bumping me out the way in my own kitchen. That is also the equivalent of coming up and taking the paintbrush out of my hand whilst I'm musing. It's my fucking art. It's your art. It is your art. There are ways for you to become even more embodied where you can be like, I'm going to share this bit, I'm going to share this bit, I'm going to share this bit. This I think I am still playing around with. This I am still playing around with. You're the authority of you. Don't ever let anyone tell you any differently. You are the authority of you and you have capacity for it all, all being all. It includes the scarcity, it includes rejection, it includes abundance, it includes love, it includes embodiment, all of it. I hope this episode has been in the highest service of your heart, of your love, of your life. Come and tell me what your favourite part was, share it with your friends, get in touch if you have a group program or an experience or any of these things where you want me to come and give a motivational or inspirational talk about love about magic about manifesting about how you can cast a bigger vision for your life and live it about how you can free yourself up to truly be the magnificent being and creature that you already are you might just have your blinkers on and we can gently take those off one at a time Come over to Instagram at loveshock, L-O-V-E-S-C-H-O-C-K. Drop me a note, tag me in what you love, share the episodes and I will see you in the next episode of Whiskey Made Woman.